0: Parker and his wife, Mr. Parker, have been so wonderful to us. We have so blessed to have stayed in their home. They're so kind to all of the children. They have four kids, that's a lot. So uh, they've been very kind to them, and we're thankful that they are taking them in and loving them as their own grandkids. That's very special to us. And we're just so thankful to be here. Um, it's been a blessing to get to know some of you better and to be in this church with you. And we're praying that God will bless you abundantly. And we're just thankful for the Lord's faithfulness every day. He's so faithful. And just whenever you're feeling this, this last year, I just felt last year, I felt so overwhelmed by how faithful he is to us. And no matter what you need, he's always there. He's just faithful. And that's the word that kept hitting me is faithful, faithful God, so faithful. Whatever you need, just don't give up. Just trust yes. in Him, that He can yes. honor you and He will yes. bless you. Amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It has indeed been a joy to be here. Amen. We had a great move of God Friday night yesterday. The Lord swept into this place and touched us and blessed us, and we're claiming some miracles that God did here yesterday, holding on to that, amen, we have, amen, another opportunity here today to be in the presence of the Lord, amen, to hear from his word, amen, and to walk out of this place changed from how we walked in, how many want that to be your goal today? I don't want to walk out the same way I walked in, amen, amen, grab your Bibles if you would please and turn to Joel, the third chapter. Amen. And as you're turning there, I'll just echo the words of my wife. We have been so richly blessed to be here with Pastor Parker. Amen. And uh, in their home, and they have blessed us. And, uh, I don't know, my kids don't want to leave. In fact, we were, we were driving around yesterday, uh, looking at some sights, and one of my, uh, I, I think my daughter, Shariah, maybe said to my youngest Garrett that, uh, we were heading home. And he said, we're not going home yet. And he started crying. he started crying. I don't want to go home. He said, well, No, we're not going home. We're just going back to the Parker's house. And I said, we are going home tomorrow, though. I, said, I had to prepare him a little bit. We do have to go home eventually. Amen. But we've just been so blessed Ed, to be here with you fine people in, the, in this beautiful church. And I'm so excited about what God is doing here. Amen. And I see a group of people in front of me that have the ability with God and in the name of Jesus to make a significant impact in the city of La Crosse and the lives of the thousands of people that live here. And God has given you a building. He has given you a wonderful pastor and great leadership. Amen. And we've got a task in front of us. Right. Amen. To reach the world. I want to talk today amen, about the valley of decision. And I want us to begin reading in Joel chapter 3, and we're going to skip down through here a little bit, verses 1 and 2. For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. And will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Let's go to 6 and 7 now. The children also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have you sold unto the Grecians, that you might remove them far from their border. Behold, I will raise them out of that place, whither you have sold them. Return your recompense upon your own head. Verses 9 and 10. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am Strong, verse 12-13, to let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get ye down, for the press is full. The fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. And then I want us to look at verse 14, and I want us to pay very close attention to this powerful verse of Scripture. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Oh, hallelujah. I want to talk about the valley of decision a little bit today. Is that all right with you? Amen. Amen. Good. I wonder if we couldn't just give two or three people a high five. Tell them they look good in the house of the Lord today. Okay, all right. Oh, yes. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. How many have already felt the presence of the Lord in the house today? How many are glad to be on the Lord's side this morning in the house of the Lord on the God's day, worshiping Him together? Amen. What a wonderful thing it is. We find here a powerful moment in Scripture of interaction between God and Amen. His people and those that have come against his people. The prophet Joel here sends out a call of warning, a call of preparation. He's announcing as God's mouthpiece what the future holds for them. He speaks of Israel and their captivity. He speaks of the nations that have used and abused the people of God. And he proclaims that God will raise them out he will give his people the ultimate victory somebody say ultimate victory he will give his people the ultimate victory it will be a year of Recompense. The Bible says it will be a year of the redeemed, though bondage and persecution may be grievous and long. It will not be. Somebody say it will not be. It will not be everlasting. It may have felt like a long time, but it's not going to be forever. They've been through some difficult times, but it's going to come to an end. They were delivered from Egypt, and they will be delivered from Babylon, because we serve a delivering God today. Hallelujah. I said, we serve a God who knows exactly what we need, exactly when we need it, and we may go through some trials, and we may go through some battles, but thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory. I wonder if God's ever given you any victory in your life today. If you would just clap your hands unto Him and thank Him for that victory in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It really doesn't do us any good to forget that persecution can come and persecution will come. It it doesn't do us any good to exist as if everyone is going to be okay with... Christianity and everybody's just going to accept it and and embrace it and everybody's going to get along. The Bible does nothing to sell us on the idea that the world entirely is going to embrace Jesus Christ or the message of Christianity. The Bible does nothing to sell us on the idea that we will somehow be exalted among nations and somehow that that we're just going to have this great day. I I know the sun is shining today, but the sun doesn't always shine. And the Bible doesn't declare that the walk of a Christian or the life of those involved in Christianity is going to be some sort of just road of roses. There has been persecution in the world. There is right now persecution in the world. And there will be persecution in the world. But God's people will not be defeated. And they will not be detained. Hallelujah. Forever. There will be a day of recompense. There will be a day Day of reward. Hallelujah. There will be a day where God, hallelujah, speaks. Oh, hallelujah. I like when God speaks. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, I find myself sometimes talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Sometimes pastoring can just feel like a lot of talking. And then, amen. 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 It says I'm not at my home church today. I'll say it like this. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking and talking and talking and it goes in one ear and out the other. Oh, hallelujah. But I learned something a long time ago. Amen. When God speaks, that's a whole different matter. Amen. I'm just a I'm just a nothing and a nobody. But when God speaks, uh, oh hallelujah! Walls fall down. When God speaks, disease has to flee. When God speaks, victory comes and enemies start running away. When God speaks, uh, addiction breaks. Hallelujah! And freedom comes in the people's lives. I'm wondering today, has anybody ever heard the voice of the Lord in your life? And you're thankful that God spoke into your situation. Oh hallelujah. Amen. Here, Joel gives us insight into the time where God will sit in judgment. With all those that cry in the world today that only God is the judge, well, here it is. Although his word has been given us also as a judge between good and evil, but they that cry out that only God can judge, here Joel points out what that looks like. He says, the Lord says, I will return your recompense upon your own head. When he sits in the judgment seat, he says, I'm going to do to you everything you did to my people. Amen. Amen. I have people all the time tell me, oh, Pastor, only God can be the judge. And I say, yeah, but are you sure you're ready for that? (laughs) You sure you want that or should I keep talking a little bit? you say you want God to be the judge or should we keep trying to get this figured out on our own for a little bit? And so it says he will return everything upon them that they had done to his people. And God calls them to the valley of Jehoshaphat, which some have tried to pinpoint as an actual place. But one thing we know for sure is that the name Jehoshaphat means that God will judge. He calls them to a valley of judgment where he will judge. Hallelujah. And what will the nations that oppose the Lord do when they're called to this place? When they're called there, verses 9 and 10 says that they will rise up against him and they will say, prepare ye for war. They will say, wake up the mighty men, because we're going to fight against them. Beat your plowshares into swords, and your pruning hooks into spears. Now, that line may sound a little familiar to you, because Isaiah the prophet gives us insight into a time where nations will go up to the mountain of the Lord, and they will desire to serve Him, and they will desire to learn of the Lord, and they will go there willingly. And he says in Isaiah 2 and 4, and He shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So the same words are used in these two versions of scripture. One of them is talking about people that rise up against God and Isaiah is speaking about people that come humbly before God. And so the same words are used but the goal is inverted. Hallelujah. A world led by Sin and evil says, uh, turn your plowshares into swords. Uh, But a world led by God says, turn your swords into plowshares. Oh, hallelujah. Use not your weapons for war, but use them for the work of the harvest. People that are led by God are not bound and determined to destroy, but they want to build up. They're not bound and determined to judge, but they want to love. Amen. Because they understand it's not my place, hallelujah, to judge, and it's not my place to destroy. Hallelujah. But I've got a harvest that I'm supposed to be reaching. Hallelujah. He said, Behold, you need to lift up your eyes. And look under the harvest, for it is ripe, it is ripe, it is ready to be harvested. I can't go into the harvest field with a sword, i got to go into the harvest field with a sickle. Right. Oh, hallelujah. And so the same words here are inverted, amen, because the enemy of the Lord says we must fight, fight against the Lord. We need to understand today that God is first and foremost a God of love. Amen. We know that because the Bible says that he is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. From the beginning of time, he was and understood the lamb slain, meaning, hallelujah, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so God is first and foremost a God of love. However, he has and will again show that he can also be a God of fight. Oh, hallelujah. I said he can also be a God of fight. He can also be a God of war. Hallelujah. He's done it in the past and he can do it again. And the Bible says when he goes to battle, uh, he will let all of his enemies uh, gather themselves together. He will purposefully allow them to join forces against him. Uh, And then Joel says, the Lord uh, shall roar out of Zion uh, and utter his voice from Jerusalem uh, and the heavens uh, and the earth shall shake uh, but the Lord will be the hope of his people, and the strength of his children, Israel. Egypt, it says in verse 19, shall be a desolation, and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness, for the violence against the children of Judah, because they have shed innocent blood in their land. So when God decides that enough is enough, he will roar out of Zion. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I was at a zoo one time. Oh, I don't know what zoo. We're, we're a zoo family. We like zoos. And we were at, so we're always on vacation. We always try to find a good zoo to go to. We were at some zoo that had a lion. And we were all the way across the opposite park. And all of a sudden, a roar. That lion, for whatever reason, decided to roar. And everybody noticed. I mean, the whole park kind of just stopped and said, whoa. We were, we were all the way across the zoo from that lion. But when he roared, it caught our attention. Oh, hallelujah, I'm going to tell you right now, hallelujah, we got a God that created the lion and created the lion's roar. I don't know what it's going to be like, but something tells me it's not beyond. The Bible is not exaggerating when it says the earth will shake when the lion roars. When the Lord God opens up his mouth and he speaks, hallelujah, into battle, it's the roar out of Zion. Oh, hallelujah speaks it when the day of the redeemed arrives we will hold our peace the bible says and god will fight it will not be a war of months and years but it will be swift and powerful victory out of his mouth like a double-edged sword oh hallelujah. yet no matter if we live today no matter if we live in peace or if we live in persecution we must never forget that in the end we are all Called to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Hallelujah. It don't matter what side we're on. In the end, we're all called to the valley of Jehoshaphat. After the battle's over, we're all called to the valley of judgment, the valley of decision. Hallelujah. Multitudes, multitudes of hallelujah in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. I've come today. I've come today with a pretty simple directive from the Lord. Hallelujah. To remind us that we all abide in valleys of decision daily. Oh, hallelujah. I said we abide in valleys of decision daily. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Every single day that I wake up and I'm still in this body and I'm still breathing and my heart's still beating and I'm still living in this life, I am going to be faced with decisions that I have to make. I'm either going to choose the Lord or I'm going to choose the world. But I'm going to have to make a decision in the valley of a decision every single day. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not saying that we're coming to God as if we've never come to Him before. I'm not uh, I'm not talking about revisiting our past steps of salvation and every day I have to go through the process all over again, uh, but in our connection to our culture and in our stance with our society uh, almost daily now, there are lines that are being drawn around us uh, that we must choose a side on. Uh, it didn't seem like it used to be this way, but the world, and the devil just keep coming up with more ways to sin and more ways to reject God, and it seems like now almost on a daily basis there are new lines being drawn in our society and in our culture, and they're forcing us, hallelujah, they're forcing us to make a decision about who's going to be on the Lord's side, hallelujah, who's going to choose the Lord today? I know there may seem like there's a large push of culture to go after things that are against God, but I hear the cry of the Holy Spirit today, calling one more time, there's a line that's been drawn in the sand, choose you this day. Oh, hallelujah, as for me and my house, hallelujah, the great man of God said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to follow after the Lord. We're going to obey the Word of God. We're going to be people of prayer and people of worship and people of holiness and people of purity in a world that is increasingly becoming impure and full of darkness. There's still a light, hallelujah. There's still a Way to decide in the valley of decision. I choose Jesus. Oh, clap your hands under the Lord, everybody. The call goes out routinely, and the spotlight falls upon you and I in the eyes of the world. Watch and see whom we will choose. <laughs> whom we will choose you know I, when i was in high school i was i grew up in a pastor's home and uh and everybody knew that i was for a while i was the only apostolic pentecostal in my school and and uh later on there was a couple more that came along and i had a lot of friends in school i i liked to play sports and i i was i liked to be friends with kind of all the different groups i did why pigeonhole myself? You know, I, I could, I could find common ground with people, and so I liked, to, I liked school and I liked friends and I liked the people, but they knew, they knew that I was different from them, and so every once in a while they'd get, you know, let's see if we can, let's see what we can get Cox to do today. <sighs> Some of them thought like that would just be the greatest thing ever if they could get me to do something I wasn't supposed to do. Right. I remember when I was a young young man, I was just oh, not even a young man. I was still a boy and I was sitting in an ice cream place with a buddy from school and we were sitting there. and He says, I, you know, this this no swearing thing, we got to we got to do something about that. I'm like, no, I think I'm good. I'm fine. He said, how much money would it take for you to say a swear word right now? I said, I'm good. And he started started naming dollar figures. I don't know where he got the money. That number kept getting higher and higher. Thanks be to God, I got out of there somehow without taking his money but it's almost as if we live in a world today that's entire purpose is to see if they can come up with some way to get good people to do bad things it's like it's like there's this like there's a, a meeting that we are not invited to that's happening on a regular basis and they're saying what can we do now that could try to get good people to do bad things. I, I, frankly, I'll tell you, it's even, it's gone beyond Christianity. Just, Just normal, good, basically moral people. It's like the world is looking at them and saying, we don't want you to be that way anymore. We're not comfortable with you being that way. It makes us uncomfortable, your morality. It makes us uncomfortable that you're living a life of purity. It makes us uncomfortable that you don't want to get wasted with us on the weekends and forget what you did. It makes us uncomfortable that your marriage is strong. It makes us uncomfortable that you go to church on a regular basis. It makes us uncomfortable. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we live in a day of decision. I'm telling you, we live in an hour of decision where even some of the churches have decided it ain't worth it anymore. It's too hard. The world doesn't want it. Nobody wants to hear it, but I've come to tell you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. God is still transforming lives. God is still saving marriages. God is still setting people free from struggles and addiction. All they got to do is make a decision. Hallelujah. I'm going to be on the Lord's side. I'm going to choose Jesus. Oh, clap your hands and give the Lord a shout of praise. The honest truth of the matter is, it's not always going to feel like mountaintop victories. Even when you live for the Lord, it don't always feel like mountaintop victories. Some days it feels like the valley of the shadow of death. Oh, hallelujah. And I challenge you to keep marching forward forward. I challenge you to keep going onward and upward. I challenge you to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. I don't, it doesn't, don't, don't let it bother you uh, what your coworkers say and do. Uh, Don't let it bother you what your neighbors say and do. Uh, Don't even let it bother you what your family members may do. Uh, Hallelujah. At some point, every one of us is called to the valley of decision. On our knees in prayer. In the words of our testimony, hallelujah, shining the light of truth, we are proving, declaring, I'm with Jesus. Hallelujah. There was a man by the name of Dan Gable. He was an Olympic gold medalist, a Hall of Fame wrestler. And uh, he his career lasted longer than, than most in that world. And people would often talk to him and ask him, how is it that you keep going? How do you keep winning? You're supposed to be done. <laughs> how do you keep doing this? How do you keep it up? And he, he said this in response, and I think it's pretty powerful. He said, my valleys are higher than most people's peaks. My valleys are higher than most people's peaks. And when I read that, I was reminded of a vacation my family and I took to the Rocky Mountains a few years ago. And we were there. And if you've ever been there, you know it's just awe-inspiring. It's just beautiful. In fact, the picture on the screen is a picture of an area that we were there. We climbed. I say climbed. We climbed a little bit. We drove most of it. Just looking at me, you know I didn't climb much. But we drove most of the way up to what is called Alpine Ridge. And when you're at Alpine Ridge, you are 11,796 feet of elevation. And this picture is from... Uh, the lookout area of Alpine Ridge, and so when you get 11,796 feet up in the air and you walk over to the edge, this is what you see, and this is what amazes me because right there is a valley. You're 11,000, nearly 800 feet up in the air, and yet there's a valley right there. There's a peak that you're on. There's a little bit of a peak on the other side, and there's even a little stream running down the middle of it. It's like every other valley you've ever seen in your life. Hallelujah. In fact... When it hit me that there was a valley at 11,800 feet up in the air, I thought back to the drive on the way up as we circled and circled and circled and switched back and forth along that mountain. I reminded myself that all the way up there were valleys. We went through all kinds of valleys on the way up. We saw all kinds of different valleys and different little bodies of water as we were climbing the mountain. We were constantly climbing, and yet we kept coming to and going through valleys. So I've come to tell somebody here today, you may feel like you're in a valley right now. You may feel like you're in a valley, that you're not on the mountaintop. You may feel like your ability to choose the Lord is low. You may feel like your faith is a little weaker than it should be, and that you are a long ways from the top of the mountain. But don't you let the devil lie to you. This is not the lowest valley in your life. This is not the lowest valley that you ever come to. The moment you chose Jesus Christ, you started climbing. Hallelujah. The moment His name was called over your life, ever since then, you've been drawing closer and closer and closer. You're not somewhere else right now. You're in the house of God. You're not doing something else right now. You're in the house of God, hearing a preacher preach, singing songs, clapping your hands, and worshiping the Lord. You may be in a valley right now, but it's not the lowest valley you've ever been through. God's brought you through a whole lot already, and he's going to bring you through a whole lot more. Oh, lift your hands and cry out to God if you believe that right now.
1: Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I challenge us in just a very short couple of minutes here. We're going to stand to our feet, and we're going to invite people to come up or run around the front of this altar area, which is intentionally left open for us to respond, hallelujah, to the preaching of the Lord, and amen, the Word of God. And we're going to respond, but I need you to know before we get there that though you may feel like you're in a valley, and may, you may be facing something today, and there's a line drawn in your life, and you're trying to decide Hallelujah. If I'm going to say I'm on the Lord's side or not, uh, I need you to remember, hallelujah, that this isn't your first day. Hallelujah. God hasn't just been introduced to you. Hallelujah. He's known you uh, from when you were formed in your mother's womb. Uh, His eyes have been upon you uh, from the very beginning of time, Uh, and every step you've taken, uh, and every mountain, hallelujah, you've attempted to climb in your life. He's always been there. Oh, hallelujah. There's some people in the house of the Lord that you shouldn't be here at all but for the grace of God you should have been dead a long time ago but for the grace of God my life should be over but for the grace of God hallelujah this is not my lowest valley not my lowest valley not my lowest valley hallelujah I may feel low today but this isn't the lowest I've ever been
1: oh hallelujah I've been lower than
0: this and God brought me through Oh, I've seen darker days. And God was faithful. And I chose the Lord. I was in a valley of decision. And I chose the Lord. And he took me up a little bit higher. Oh, hallelujah. Even at the mountaintops. Even at the peaks of the Rockies. There are valleys there. There are valleys. And sometimes you, you fight the good fight. Sometimes you lay down beside the still waters, and he restoreth your soul. Some days you feel like grabbing the sword and running headlong into battle. And some days you're looking... Jesus, can you just carry me today? I just need you to carry me today. Hallelujah. But it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. Do you hear me today? As long as you're choosing Jesus, you're making the right decision in the valley. As long as you're choosing the way of the Lord, you're making the right decision in the valley. Hallelujah. We're either for Him or we're against Him. It doesn't matter if I feel I can run. Hallelujah. Do a troop and leap over a wall, Or if I just need to lay down for a little bit and Let the still waters restore my soul. I've chosen Jesus. I've chosen Jesus. I've chosen Jesus. And everything's going to be all right. Because the Lord is going to fight my battle. Stand with me today if you would please. Hallelujah. So now hear me now. That is our every day. Our every day. One day we climb our way right into the valley of Jehoshaphat. One day we will climb right up to our God. Right up to our creator. Savior and the judge. We will climb right up to the foot of his throne. Hallelujah. And since we chose him. Instead of this world, the Bible declares that we will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. No more valleys. No more valleys. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands, if you would, please, all across the house. Lift your hands and begin to talk to the Lord. You don't have to pray some special prayer. You don't have to say something you memorize memorized right now, but just say Jesus. If you don't know how to pray, just say Jesus. Hallelujah. Just begin to speak to him from your heart. I feel the presence of the Lord coming into this house today. I feel the love of God, the mercy of God flooding into this place. There's some people in this house that are at a valley of decision. There's some people in this sanctuary today that are in the valley of decision. And God is calling you to make a decision for him. He's calling you to make a commitment to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For your soul's sake, for your marriage's sake, for your children's sake. Hallelujah. He wants to do a new thing in your life. Amen. He wants to do a new thing. Your children can grow up in a world completely different from yours. They can grow up in a world of Jesus, in a world of mercy, in a world of strength, in a world of power. Hallelujah. They don't have to grow up in an environment of damnation and destruction and negativity and darkness. Oh, hallelujah. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. (laughs) Oh, Amen. I want you to lift your hands again now, close your eyes and begin to call on the name of Jesus. And while we're while we're praying right now. I feel God is tugging on some people's hearts, and I want you to know that you don't have to be afraid at all to step out of your pew and come forward. Nobody's going to embarrass you. Nobody's going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Oh, hallelujah, but God wants to meet you here in this altar today. Amen. Would you step out from where you are and come forward? Would you step out and come to this altar today and let the Lord just push past the person next to you? That's alright. Or ask him to come with you? That's fine. Ask him to come with you? That's good. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless this wonderful family in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Anyone else want to come today? God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Come on, anybody else want to come to the altar today? In the valley of decision, hallelujah. In the valley of decision, there may be weapons formed against us.